Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Joining us on the program, we have Tony Saldana. He is the CEO and co-founder of Anixia, the global standards and certification body for the shared services industry. He formerly ran Procter & Gamble's famed multi-billion dollar global business services and IT operations in every region across the world. He's also the co-author of Revolutionizing Business Operations, How to Build Dynamic Processes for Enduring Competitive Advantage. And Mr. Saldana, thanks for joining us here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Eric. Hey, you're more than welcome. Our pleasure to have you with us. So to kick things off, why are business processes like, say, finance or HR important to win in the marketplace, first of all? And isn't it more important for companies to have superior products? Let's kick things off with that today. Excellent question, Eric. So there have been recent studies that have proved that in times of change, and, and nobody can deny the fact that you know we're living in very interesting times, about one third of an organization's value as measured by Wall Street results comes from its internal operations agility, while two thirds of its competitive advantage comes from products. So in the old era, in the old business era, where, you know, if you had great products, um, you could be sure that, hey, you know, consumers would come get it. The old adage of have great products, focus on the consumer and you will win were sufficient. What's happening today is that the world around us is changing rapidly and the uh, coronavirus, the COVID-19 epidemic illustrated that brilliantly. Um, you know, supply chain issues, challenges on the right product, you know, changes in habits, all necessitated that companies rethink their supply chain in that particular instance and do it quite literally within days. So if your business processes, such as, you know, finance, supply chain, IT, and so on and so forth, are just not agile enough, you lose in the marketplace. And so that's what this book is all about. It certainly sounds like a must-read, no doubt there. Now, tell me also, how are technologies like artificial intelligence or AI used for business operations today, and how can they be better utilized? T touch on that a little, if you would. AI is transforming just about um, everything that we know of the world around us. Um, and by the way, it, it, it also plays a really major role in transforming every aspect of internal business operations. So just to kind of give you a, a few examples, you know, um, let's take something like call centers, right? Um, so in the old era, you would have agents, call center agents, you know, all across the world trying to field emails and um, uh, phone calls from consumers like you and me who would have questions about, hey, you know, this particular diaper um, that I purchased of your company is now giving my baby rash, right? With AI, you could basically, even as you are fielding the call, have AI translate the voice into text so that the computer knows what context 
this call is all about. And then, you know, search across the entire company's database to say, hey, these are the best options for a response back. And at the same time, it could update the systems behind you. So you're capturing all of this information. So the services that you provide to your consumers, and, and I just gave one example of one process call centers, you can take that across the board, you know, closing the books in finance, re-optimizing your supply chain plans, you know, for the entire company, um, even figuring out um, for travel and expense reporting, a task which we all hate to do in large companies, you know, how could you eliminate that entire process and let data and AI do the grunt work for you? Um, so this is an exciting time for businesses because this is the opportunity to have your people, your employees focus on real value creation while having AI do some of the grunt work behind the scenes. I certainly do appreciate the feedback in that regard. Another question for you, why do most business transformation or digital transformation programs fail and what can be done to avoid this? That's a fascinating question. It's, it's a fascinating statistic behind that question as well, which is that 70% uh, of all business transformations, um, digital transformations fail. Um, and that's a horrible number. They, they fail to deliver their original goal. Uh, and the interesting part is that they fail for two reasons. One is because most people, including business leaders, are not clear enough uh, about what they're trying to accomplish when they say, I want to transform the business. And then the second reason is that the approach, the methodology which is used to transform the business, focuses too much on project management and not enough on organization change management. Let me take both of those two. So the first um, item, which is that, what exactly are you talking about when you say digital transformation? Well, you know, that's where you have a spectrum of beliefs and expectations. Everything from, hey, I'm just upgrading my technology, right? So, you know, instead of having, um, you know, my sales done physically in stores, I'm having it done online. Isn't that digital transformation? Well, no, it's not. It is automation. It's, it's changing the business process. Real digital transformation is the weapon, is the tool for most companies that are successful in the current industrial revolution era to continue to be successful in the fourth industrial revolution, which is the digital industrial revolution. So that means changing not just the tools, the technology, but changes in your organization, changing you know, how you win in the marketplace. That is the goal. That's what you need to be laser focused on. The second follows from the first, which is if you are not clear about what you're trying to accomplish, you're going to focus too narrowly on, hey, I have this technology implemented but not really get systemic change, either within your own organization or with your suppliers or even with your consumers. And unfortunately, that's what results in 70% of transformations failing to deliver business value. Also, Mr. Saldana, why should business operations be revolutionized? I know that's part of the title of the book, so that's why the question. And the book suggests that we need to revolutionize them as opposed to continually improving them. Definitely talk to us about that. Yes. Um, the, uh, the, the choice of words there um, was deliberate when uh, my co-author, Filippo Pastorini, and I kind of thought about this. 
And the reason for this is simple. You know, I, I mentioned briefly the context of industrial revolutions, right? Um, and, and just, you know, to back up a little bit, the first industrial revolution all, obviously was all about steam engines. The second one was about electricity. The third one was about um, the internet. And the, the fourth one is about digital technologies changing all of the other technologies, you know, manufacturing, physical technologies, social media technologies, medical technologies, everything changes with digital technologies. Uh, and that is an industrial revolution. So during times of industrial revolution, continuous improvement is not sufficient. The, um, the, 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 the thing I like to use as an example is no amount of continuous improvement or tinkering with the horse carriage during the second industrial revolution would have given you the internal combustion engine, right? And so, um, so this, is, this is something that needs to be revolutionized, not just continually improved. Certainly do appreciate the visit and the information and insight shared so far. We're speaking with Mr. Tony Saldana. He is the CEO and co-founder of Enixia, the global standards and certification body for the shared services industry. He's also the co-author of Revolutionizing Business Operations, How to Build Dynamic Processes for Enduring Competitive Advantage. And he's joined us here today on Enterprise Radio, part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, continuing on, how is this book relevant to organizations beyond big companies like P&G, where you worked? And how about small companies or nonprofits or even public sector enterprises? Uh, get into that a little bit, if you would. You know, what's interesting, Eric, as, as we start to kind of write the book, I mean, and, and, and you're right, some of our prior experience comes from decades in a very large company, Procter & Gamble in particular. Um, but, you know, some of the models, some of the tools, mindsets um, that we bring in um, over my and in my experience, as well as that of my co-author, Filippo, apply equally to nonprofits and um, and, and and also public sector organizations such as governments. Um, and I just want to kind of share a couple of specific examples. Um, so for example, um, the fact that your internal operations can become the bottleneck to the world changing around you. Um, one of the organizations that um, I, I, I happen to be on the board of was the uh, Community Shares of Greater Cincinnati, which is a nonprofit you know, within the city of Cincinnati, which is where I, I uh, live. Um, and you know, if some of these operations are just old and creaky, you know, whether they are paper, um, you know, based or whether they are, you know, focused too narrowly on optimizing efficiency as opposed to effectiveness or new business models, um, the nonprofit becomes unviable. Um, another example, you know, I was a couple of years ago invited to uh, help uh, the government of a large Middle East country to help them kind of revolutionize how they could run their internal processes within their government entities, right? Um, they had to be more efficient. They, they wanted to move away from the image of a, you know, bureaucracy and, 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 and become more welcoming, not just for external investors, but also, you know, to provide much more capable services to their own citizens. And that required them to kind of rethink um, how they were running their, their internal operations. So this is very much applicable across the board, the concepts of the, the, the need to become more agile, the need to become more consumer or, you know, citizen-centric as the case may be. Uh, the need to use technology, the need to reimagine what you can be 
in the new world. The, 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 the issue there is absolutely common and the solution and the models in the book are therefore designed to be applicable to all. Also, I'm sure listeners would like to hear your feedback on this one as well. What new skills do we need to acquire to be good at revolutionizing business operations? That is um, that that is really you know the number one question. Um, most executives, most people um, you know uh, that we interact with uh, have of us. Um, the reality is that um, when we talk about you know revolutionizing business pr- processes, and then you know. Uh, in the same tone, we talk about uh, artificial intelligence and, and stuff like that. Um, it can come across as a little overwhelming, um, and it does not need to be. In all of the research that Filippo and I did, what we found out was that the number one determinant on whether all of this change around you, you know, whether it is related to products or business processes, whether that ends up becoming a threat or an opportunity is related to the mindset of individuals, not their current skills. And that's great news because it means that, hey, you know, we all don't need to become IT professionals or artificial intelligence experts or or even finance experts if we work in the finance industry on the work processes. What it means is that the number one thing that we have to work on is you know having a curious mindset and then directing that mindset to understand within your own industry within your own profession how is technology going to disrupt the way you work so for example if you happen to be a teacher understanding how technology new work processes and capabilities is going to completely revolutionize how you deliver you know, capability and skill development to your students, that is more important than any one tool or technology. So the simple and the very positive answer to all of this is don't get, um, you know, don't, don't, don't get overwhelmed um, by, by all of this um, language of, you know, AI and stuff like that. Just focus on what you do best and be very curious, creative and entrepreneurial in checking out some of these tools that are going to revolutionize the work that you do. Yeah, great response right there. Do appreciate that and especially focus in on what you're good at. That certainly makes a lot of sense. Also, how should leaders go about creating a culture of change acceptance when it comes to revolutionizing business processes? That is another really, really crucial question. Um, The fact of the, excuse me, um, the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, um, most leaders do want to keep up um, with the times. Uh, they do want to invest in, in, you know, agility of their own organizations. Um, but the issue then becomes change management. Um, you know, we're all humans at the end of the day. And, you know, there are things that are familiar to us, that are comfortable to us, that get in the way of, you know, driving dramatic change. So there are three things that we recommend that leaders do. Um, when you're approaching this challenge. Um, The first, which is really, really important, is to help your organization get comfortable with the fact that um, you are going towards a vision, which is going to be win-win, both for your organization, whatever that organization is, whether it's a business or a nonprofit or a a country, as the case may be. Um, And that's really, really important, right? Because if people are not clear where you're going to, 
then your change is going to fail. The second is then um, what you have to do is to, um, to, to, to start to um, work on very specific, tangible, quick wins on revolutionizing the way you know operations are done in this particular case. So for example, you know, even while most people within your company may be closing the books or you know processing payroll and so on and so forth, um, expose them to how this could change and implement it and have them become comfortable with constant change. You know, one of the experiences that Filippo and I had over our career is that it is possible for people to not just get comfortable with an ever-changing organization, but after a few successful rounds of that, they start to demand it. They start to say, hey, we've noticed that every three years we've been changing our technology or processes and stuff like that. It's been about you know three and a half years now. What's happening? Why aren't we changing? Um, so I think that's you know step number two, which is get comfortable, get your organization comfortable that this is normal. This is the way the world works through quick wins. And then the third is that you have to have a plan for the organization to come along with you on the journey, which is you have to think ahead. What am I going to do You know, if I have extra people left at the end of all of this? How am I going to leverage them to grow the business or to do something additional? So this is not about doing things to your organization. It is being visionary in helping your organizations benefit from all of this change. Mr. Saldana, really do appreciate your taking a moment to be with us here today on Enterprise Radio and for what you do in the space as well. Before you go, and in conclusion, any closing thoughts, a final word, or anything else you'd like to make mention of as we conclude today? What I'd like to say is that, you know, these these are unprecedented times, uh, as is always the case with industrial revolutions. Um, and unprecedented times really need a different mindset. Um, I happen to be an optimist. I think that industrial revolutions, you know, are generally painful. But, you know, with a little bit of foresight, with a little bit of planning, you know, we as individuals, as well as we as business leaders, can turn this issue into a positive opportunity. And so uh, my wish is that, you know, people take the time to kind of think about what is happening around us and to come up with their own approaches and strategies on how to turn this in a potential issue into a positive opportunity. Thanks for having me on, Eric. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Well, I enjoyed it as well. And again, we thank you for sharing your expertise with us here on the program. If listeners wanted to pick up your book, Revolutionizing Business Operations and or to get more information on yourself, where's the best place to do so? Uh, The book is available everywhere, (laughs) um, uh, including on Amazon. Uh, So Revolutionizing Business Operations. Um, The the website for the book is um, www.rbo dash book so rbo for revolutionizing business operations dash book.com and of course listeners you can find that link also within the show notes of this broadcast mr saldana all the best and we thank you for joining us here today on enterprise radio my pleasure thank you eric again we have been speaking with mr tony saldana the ceo and co-founder of anixia the global standards and certification body for the shared services industry he's also the co-author of revolutionizing business operations how to build dynamic processes for enduring competitive advantage. And for all the details, visit rbo-book. 
Enterprise.com. And this is Eric Dine. You've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of VPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the ePodcast Network.